assets, only 17% of borrowers have access to money. What's called the berry button, the red button that I hit. Hey, remember that? Right? You know, oh yeah, I love it. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of Laugh, Lend, and Eat. And uh, my God, we are going to lighten up the, the crowd today. I'm telling you right now because I got the one and the only Christine Beckwith on with me right now. How are you doing, Christine? Awesome. Coming straight out of Florida, stuck here. <laughs> I hope this is not a sign for people traveling, but due to tornadoes, my vacation was prolonged here I mean, in my hotel room. So I'll live with it. I'll live with it. It's not like you're going to get a lot of sympathy from us, right, Christine? No, this isn't a sympathy moment in my life for sure. But nonetheless, I'll be on a flight tonight. All, all is well, though. Yeah, are we um, lightening people up or are we lighting them up? You um, said lightning. I, I feel I, like let's load them up. Let's I, load I, them up and make them heavy and more. I like to light, lighten their load when they tune <laughs> in. You know what I mean? I like to them just chill out and relax. Like this one guy literally texted me and said, he drives sometimes to work five and a half hours because where where he has to go into the office, and he goes, "I'll put your podcasts on my rotation." He goes, "Thank you for all the all the all the stuff that I get to learn from you." I was like, "Wow!" Oh, you know <laughs> what? I think it's great. Um, it's like audiobooks. You know, if you get hooked on a really good podcast where right. the content is good, right. yeah, you're putting that on when you're commuting and you're learning while you're driving. I sound like such a geek saying that, but I mean, it's, it's no different than when we used to find a good radio station during our commutes and we would tune in like in the mornings or what. Do you remember like five and a half hour drive? I mean, seriously, I mean, you, you lose your yeah. radio. I would lose my radio station by the time I got to wherever I was going to. I was like, thank God for satellite radio now. So listen, yeah. Christine, yeah. you are doing this crazy summit again that I was at a few years ago, right? Yes. yes. This Vision Summit 2021 in Tampa, Florida. That's what this whole show is dedicated to right? Yep. What in God's earth made you do it again? Yeah. <laughs> so I knew from the very beginning of starting 2020 that we would be an event holder or an event place. Um, you know, when you look at the national banking uh, atmosphere, one of the greatest things that bonds uh, people in our field are the conventions. And I knew when I built a consulting firm that I would also be big enough. Maybe mm -hmm. everyone else can see this vision for themselves, but I knew what the five-year landscape for the consulting firm looked like. And I said, we're going to hold the annual events. And we right away, like we opened our doors in November, 2018. We held our first event in September of 19 mm -hmm. and we packed the house. Like we, and it was nerve wracking. I will tell you the minute we announced I stopped sleeping and that is not an understatement of any <laughs> proportion. Uh, when I say the first day we announced, I laid awake until like two in the morning thinking about the what ifs. And Was it any whatnot. different this time? Um, yes, it is. I feel way more comfortable. First okay. of all, we were trying to do the last event on the skeleton crew that started 2020. Mm -hmm. um, and so there was a lot of heavy lifting for a, a handful of people. Today, we have 41 employees. So planning becomes a lot easier when you spread tasks out. We are flying 18 of those people to the event and they'll be working many booths. And it's just now we're this just much bigger organization. I, I can see all the stuff orchestrating and it just feels a, a lot lighter this time. Um, of course, there's pandemic. And I know I wanted to talk today about this for the listeners. Yeah, that please. And yeah. Um, you know, we're well aware of the pandemic, you know, FYI, I just want to mm -hmm. 
disclaim right out of the gates, we are not taking it lightly. In fact, we put a mask on our logo to promote the event mm-hmm. from square one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we are aware. Um, all of our employees that are working the event are in the process of getting their immunizations. Okay. Um, the Marriott uh, Waterside, which is where the event is being held in Tampa, um, not to be confused with the JW Marriott across the street, both around Water uh, Water Street. I don't know why they would do that, but 505 is the right number. <laughs> um, that said, they have taught us a lot about safety. For instance, we were in this grand ballroom. Well, now we're in this big, this, you know, the biggest ballroom you can be in, in this, in this place. Um, so that there can be six feet social distancing and classroom seating. So in all the general areas that people are going to come Hold into. On second. Hold on one second. Yeah. So you're going to be in this huge ballroom, which yeah. is like, I remember the last one. So it's going to be larger than that one. That much bigger than the last one. Yes. But the goal is to maintain six feet social distancing the entire time. Even so, sitting it in little tables with your group? Yeah, so what we're doing is classroom seating, which is, you know, tables with chairs in a row, like theater seating almost. Okay. And um, it'll be kind of like Fenway when they go to a Red Sox game now. There'll be a human being and then like cardboard, cardboard, human being, you know, that type okay. of setup. Um, you know, we can't control like if you walk within a six foot di- distance of somebody else. We can't completely control this. Right. There is an element to the pandemic of personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so I would just say that this discussion goes from where we can serve safe food that is individually packaged, Mm -hmm. um, where nobody's picking up the spoon they used to serve the salad on their plate with that isn't happening anymore. Everything's individually packaged. So you grab it. You're the only one touching it you know, the, the people at the Marriott that are serving it have gloves on, like every precaution has been taken. Um, and this becomes a personal choice. You know, I think people are making decisions from what I am hearing on the basis of their personal immunization. Mm-hmm. Some of them have had COVID and they're carrying the antibody and they're safe and their doctors are advising them of how long they're safe at, you know, post COVID. Right. And we just hope, you know, we hope we don't want to be, you know, no. irresponsible. Are people going to be able to log in virtually if they can't attend Tampa? Are you going to do any kind of hybrid situation here? It is a hybrid event and you can buy a $150 ticket, which will get you the entire event end to end, including the uh, cocktail uh, women with vision uh, reception. We have gone all out with our audio visual this year and we have an entire team coming in and they are going to be broadcasting from the stage the evening of, so you'll see the entire award show. In fact, some of the women are accepting their awards via Zoom from the enormous teleprompters. Um, so yeah, it, and then on the day of the convention, there's gonna be an entire virtual audience. We plan on throwing that, that look up on the teleprompter once in a while so the live audience can wave to the virtual audience. Okay. Um, but it's gonna be really cool. Yeah. That'll be interesting. So now, what is, I guess, the end result or the, your goal of doing these events, right? Because obviously you have some kind of quote unquote vision of yeah. what these events <laughs> will do, right? Yeah. What, is your, what is your desired result, I guess? I am a true believer that there is nothing that replaces the uh, element of closeness and gathering um, that people feel from the bonding time spent together. You know, I, I feel that um, 
we have a community here at 2020 of like-minded people. The people under our roof are trying to better their lives. A lot of them, um, you know, own their own businesses or are in the mortgage field and certainly considered an entrepreneur. Um, and they're all here trying to self-develop. They're, you know, honing skills. They're, you know, managing mental wellness. They're managing health and wellness. Um, and all of that's happening at 2020. Some of them are achieving big dreams. They're writing books. They're, you know, starting podcasts. They're launching new companies. They're scaling. Right. So having an event where we can pause our company for one day and celebrate the accomplishments is key. Like we do celebrate weekly the certifications and we do celebrate monthly our achievements, but this is gonna be on a grand scale. Not only will we have education, but the people that have gone the farthest will be up on that stage talking. The people that are on our board of directors will get pinned. The women that won the Women with Vision Award will receive trophies. Mm -hmm. The masters will be recognized. The like it's a whole thing um, and lots and lots of inspirational speeches. As far as people who aren't part of the 2020 community, when they come in, because sometimes I wonder like what is, because I'm, I'm so deep inside the 2020 community, right? Yeah. It's hard to imagine someone coming into that, into that ballroom. They're not part of the community. Um, Will they feel like they're not part of something or are they going to feel be made to feel inclusive? I think it should attract them to us. Like, I don't think it's going to be us and them feeling like I think it's going to be like join us feeling. Um, we're, you know, kind of a movement, if you will, of people within our industry. Mm -hmm. I think what makes 2020 different is is definitely the feel that not only are we a consulting firm and, and we're a firm that can help their businesses and, and develop professional people as well, but we are certainly um, a company that is on the edge of modern technology and so on and so forth. All right. Um, we're really pushing the edges. I can't even think straight because like one of my heroes just joined I this know. Look at this. Surprise. <laughs> Hi, Barry. Hey guys, how are you? It's so good to be with you. Love you guys. Buddy, thank you so much for taking the time out. I know I asked for five to 10 minutes. I swear to God, I'll keep you to that limit, okay? I'm not gonna let you go over that. I, I promised, I, not, not Nicole anymore. I forgot her name now, Sasha. And he's recording, he's recording. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, how are you doing during this time? How's everything going? First and foremost, how phenomenal. are you doing? Phenomenal, awesome. How's the book selling? Is it going great? You know what, it hit number one on Amazon's bestseller list for a period of time. So gosh, I am so grateful and and humbled and appreciative. Awesome, man. I've, I've enjoyed reading it, by the way. I have read it now and it was an enjoyable read. It took, you did a very good job of, of, of giving us a description of where it was needed. So it was perfectly for that. So Barry, we, Christy and I were just talking about the 2020 Vision Summit. You're gonna be a keynote speaker there. You were there last time. Um, we talked about obviously the pandemic, we can't avoid that and trying to keep social distancing at all times, all that stuff all down there. What are you kind of gearing up to, I guess, teach us this time? I mean, are you going to scare us like you did last time where you said, hey guys, the recession coming, <laughs> get ready for the refi boom of your life? Yeah. Um, you know, looking back a year ago, all those calls were pretty darn good, weren't they? Right you on, buddy, you called it. <laughs> the real estate market's going to be super hot. Said rates are going to drop. 10 years going to go to 1% and that we're going to be in for an amazing refi boom and that we're going to have a recession. I think we were like four for four on all those predictions. And the crazy thing is everybody thought I was nuts for almost every one of them. People were poo-pooing the housing market. I said 1% of the 10-year treasury. Nobody agreed. 
that said that was going to be a refi boom. Everybody was gearing up to do, you know, while well, the margin compression was the big thing. And, and, you know, the recession, you know, people made fun of me, you know, Rob Crispin, who's a friend, he like made fun of me saying that was never going to have a recession. Right. And so many people felt the same way. And all those things came together, by the way, January 31st, we had the recession two months before the lockdown. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't because of COVID. Sure. So yeah, we have a lot going on right now. You've got buyers that are getting discouraged. How do we deal with that? You know, realtors used to love having buyers. Like a realtor gets a buyer lead. It's like, what am I going to do now? Yeah. Um, how do we help them? Because they need our help. 45% uh, of transactions are bid over asking price. Two thirds of transactions, multiple offers. 25% of offers for cash. 22% of closings are cash. Rates are going to go up. By the time we put this in, we're going to be seeing interest rates at about a half a percent higher than where they are right now. Mm. So uh, what do we do about that? How do we win in this market? Here's the good news is the good news is this is a very, very, very winnable market. Uh, we should not have the attitude like, oh, 2020 was a great party and now it's over. No, the party continues. These speed bumps that are out there, these issues that are out there everywhere, they are all opportunities. Mm. And if you just address them correctly, and I know there's so many great speakers at this event that are going to be doing that. And what I'm really gonna be focused on is you can keep things going. You're going to be able to rise above this and win in this changing environment just by changing your focus a little bit, just by doing things differently, just by making a couple of key moves that will make this actually much more enjoyable than 2020 because it'll something. be much more in demand. So you could say something I don't, I don't want, I want to kind of focus in on this for our listeners right now. The multiple contracts going in, the escalation clause, you know what I mean? Don't put an appraisal contingency on there, that kind of crap, right? Is that going to hurt us down the road, in your opinion? I mean, I know I'm hearing different opinions on that. What so the real estate market's going to remain very, very hot. Uh, on CNBC today, they, they dedicated the day to scaring people, saying that there's housing bubble. That's what they've done all day. They dedicated it. So this right. is like Diana Olick's favorite day. So <laughs> we, we are, we're not in a housing bubble. Prices will um, continue to rise. Maybe they will abate in the level of appreciation, but there is no way that they're depreciating. There's no way that there's a bubble out there. People just have to understand the math. So um, when we when we look at supply and demand, we're going to go over this in detail and give you the ammunition right. to combat all this stuff and give your clients the correct advice, how they can capitalize on this and make money. But look, it's not without its issues. Okay. When we go and bid above asking price, we have the tools and I'll show you the tools to correctly evaluate that. But it doesn't mean that once you have a business deal put together, that it's not without its its turbulence or obstacles in order to get that closed. Because, you know, does this present an appraisal issue? Does this present a LTV issue? Does this now require MI? Does this mean you can't do the deal at all? So there are issues out there that have to be contemplated and you can overcome them in many cases, not all. But at least you'll know going in how to correctly evaluate this and give your customer that advice. And yes, when we see, as you said, Bobby, when you see these situations that are out there today, down the road, does it hurt us? If you make the correct decisions going in, you shouldn't get hurt by it. Because if you get an evaluation that I'll show you how to do, that says, well, in four months or so, the value of the property will eclipse what you bid over asking price for it. Mm -hmm. That's not so bad. But if it's seven years, yeah, that kind of thing can hurt you. And you have to really seriously think about that. So you become a greater advisor to your customer. Now, with regards to the overall housing market, if you take a look at California, 
California has been in the same boat for so long. It's so expensive. It's not affordable. It's a housing bubble, yet prices continue to rise. Why? They continue to rise because the sheer number of buyers overwhelms the amount of inventory that's available. And what has happened in California is now happening all over the country. In the U.S., the homeownership rate is 67%. In California, it's closer to 55%. Some areas, it's less than that. So when you take like Orange County to pick a number, it's 55% homeownership rate. Why are prices still going up? Because there are so many people that 55% of the population is more than the homes for sale. So therefore, you're bidding it up. The bottom line is there are more than enough people that can still purchase a home at these elevated levels than there are homes for sale. So because there's currently a 67% home ownership rate, we could drop to a 60% home ownership rate in the United States and still overwhelm the supply due to the fact that, I, mean, I don't have to tell you guys, what's it like right now for inventory for you? Yeah, and where's it gonna come from? Builders aren't building. And if you look at birth rates from 33 years ago for first time home buyers, and we're gonna talk about this, there was a spike that occurred in a period 30, 31, 32 years ago, there was a spike in births. That's going to result over the next three years in people coming into the market as first-time home buyers. If you think there's a lot of them now, wait for the next two to three years because you're going to be flooded with additional purchases that will be coming from first-time home buyers. And it's important because they deplete inventory without replacing it. Unlike a move-up buyer who depletes inventory when they buy and then they put a home back, they keep it inventory neutral. But a first-time home buyer depletes inventory. How do you replace it when the builders aren't building fast enough? I mean, from what I'm hearing, the, the how are they going to build fast enough? Bobby, the margin's not there, the land's not there, the regulation's too tight, and then the crazies in Washington that are putting out policies that are saying, "Let's give fifteen thousand dollars to a home." That's that's absolutely insanity. Right. You right. don't have that problem. And when we didn't have enough buyers back then when they used it it backfired back in 2009 and 2010 because the day that the tax break ended who wanted to buy a home and somebody thought they were getting eight thousand they wanted up paying more for the home by that by that and more and then the home value dropped so they wound up losing money so you hurt the people you were trying to help now it would be a far worse situation my idea out there is to say hey look builder we know lumber costs have tripled yeah. we know it cost you twenty five thousand dollars more we know that the margin's not there but if you build a home in a zip code where you're building it 80% or less than the median home price to try and help people get a home, let's subsidize you and use those same dollars wisely because we don't have a problem with enough buyers. We have a problem with enough inventory. And the only way to get it is to give builders an incentive to build on that lower end below 80% of the median home price. So this is something that we need to start thinking about. You know, it's, it's crazy, but people just don't think out of the box. We have to think, let's address the problem, not exacerbate the problem. Christine, I mean, I, I know that you, you, you're you here and listening to us talk back and forth. Or, I mean, I got like 60 seconds with Barry. Anything you want to ask Barry, say to Barry, plead with Barry? I just want to say I love Barry Habib, and I wouldn't have a conference without him headlining and being one of the keynotes. First of all, I am one of those geeky girls that has always been very economically focused and as a leader in our field, directing troops of salespeople through those types of things means knowing where to go. And, and Barry has always been a place I look to for that information. So naturally as a consultant now, and hopefully continuing my vision of amassing, you know, thousands of people through our organization, we are a conduit to what Barry is doing. And MBS Highway is a tool that we tell our uh, students, our clients, our professionals, is a must. 
We in fact have a class that is a certification called economics and MBS Highway is inside the certification. So with that in mind, that's it. I mean, Barry, you're gonna come and help us. Phyllis, you know, I love you. You're, you're a dear friend and, and, and I look up to you and all the people that you've helped uh, both within our industry and outside of our industry with the things that you've done to help and change people's lives and protect them. But the conference that you're having, it's very important because what I also want to do, and I'll give you a little spoiler alert here, mm. is that here's some really good news on the horizon, is that I think that rates will cycle back down. I think that while we don't want a recession to hurt people because we're in the mortgage industry, it presents tremendous refi opportunities. I think we're in for a recession in 2022 or 2023, if not a recession, close to it, but definitely a slowdown in the economy. And I want to give you guys the strategies as to what Love to do that. today, to get people off the fence today and which programs they need to be in. Similar to what I told all of your, your attendees in 2019 as to here's what you need to be thinking about and it was all correct and strategies yep. as to what to do. Don't pay points. Don't pay upfront MI, pay monthly MI. Uh, don't look for the lowest rate while everybody was hunting for the lowest rate. Exchange a little bit of a higher rate, take that in exchange for lower fees because we knew the refinance opportunity was coming. It's a similar setup. I want to explain to you how to articulate it to your customers, what to do, what to tell them, and really how to position yourself for while everybody else might be a little worried about the rest of 2021, have a great 2021, mm. use the tools, take what the defense is giving you, and then set yourself up correctly by being that advisor so that in 2022 and 2023, you'll reap this enormous harvest. Think about these rates as over 3% as planting the seeds for tomorrow's refinance and there's going to be a big harvest that's on the horizon and we're all going to participate especially if we set ourselves up correctly right now and i know your conference is going to do exactly that is set people up for this enormous opportunity ahead that's awesome barry listen we went two minutes over i want to keep my promise to sasha because i know you got to be somewhere by five o'clock i am not going to be responsible for you being late anywhere <laughs> So I've been responsible for a few other things in your life. That's not one I'm going to take for. Everything you do, uh, Bobby, is great. And you know, I, I think the world of you, my uh, dear, dear friend. And uh, Christine, love you. Thank you for putting on this great conference. It is no, uh, is no easy task. And with all the other things that you have going on, you and your wonderful team, you care so much. You do so much good. And I'm so appreciative. And I'm, I, I think it's such a privilege to be able to be on the stage and share the stage with you and also the wonderful people that you've had, the, the love that we've had at these at, at the last one was just Absolutely. great. You know what? I was thrilled that I was able to get a lot of people on the field at the Tampa race, uh, the Tampa oh my game. God. That was right. a lot of fun with the race. So it's great. Oh my gosh. And look who is here. Look Jay, who is here. About great people. Hi, timing is perfect, Jay. Look at this guy. Barry's going out and you're coming in. So we're swapping. Hey, if I have to pass the baton to a great individual, I'm proud to pass it on to Jay, who is muted and is going to come on with some great stuff when he's <laughs> unmuted. So um, bye, everybody. Love you guys. Thank bye, Mary. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. All right. That was, awesome. that, was, that, was, that was a mind-blowing little 10 minutes, wasn't it, Christine? Yes. I mean, I just so I want to start writing contracts now. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I mean, I think that's the meat of this. You know, at every convention that I, that I go to, at least sales and entrepreneurship, we're hoping to get the meat of advice like this. Right. And I can't even imagine a sales rally type convention the way we put one on very fired up. Mm -hmm. You know, we do, as you know, Las Vegas style conference. Um, it is, you know, all the bells and whistles and videography and all that well, the stuff. The nice thing is, is Barry will give you those things that will. loan officer, you can literally execute the next day yep. and start your trajectory forward. And that's easy to listen to. 
Very he's a good teacher because good. he keeps everybody in the audience highly engaged um, and everybody's listening. And I feel like he brings it every single time. So nobody, and it's always moving. Like his speech changes because it's never, it's not on rewind. He's giving state of the art yeah. information. And that was September, 2019 when we were all down there in Tampa. Yep, September, 2019. And he called that, he called that rate drop like boom, right in front of all of us. He did, he did, he did really good. And he's been that beacon of light this last year. I mean, I've had him over on our, uh, as you know, weekly sales call a few times during key moments, like when the feds dropped to zero right before pandemic went into went the national uh, lockdown, mm -hmm. um, which was Saturday, May 7th, I think, or 8th, somewhere in that range. And mm -hmm. it was no joke uh, at all. So, no, this is going to be an amazing uh, lineup well, of people and keynotes. Amazing. I wonder if Jay's coming back. I think he probably will, for sure. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, I thought, I'm sorry. I, I, I was waiting. I thought you were going to introduce He wants his drum roll. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, for your listening pleasure, it's the one, the only, Jay Duran. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I apologize. Can you hear me, by the way? We can. Yes. I think I just messed that up because I was like, I came in and yeah. I was like, oh, should I go quiet? Because Barry's here. And then, and, then, and then I thought you guys were waiting. No, no it's all good. good man. I was just watching you guys and listening and like, yeah, this is, this is dang good right now. How was your day today? <laughs> Jay, how are you doing? You're in Vegas. Ah, uh, yes. The uh, city of sin, I promise. It's, it's traditionally <laughs> uh, healthy right now. There's no sin involved. You know, that'd be fairly ironic with the culture in, in the sin the city but yes we are here and uh we have an event going on and very excited for the 2020 summit i feel like it's the oscars yeah yes and you're the master you're the mc i think my dream has always been to be an mc and christine thank you for uh, creating this opportunity for me to do that. So do we have a I, dance routine for Jay to do in the beginning? Like, do you want me We're starting to. We're just getting the outfits I ready do now. It, Jay. I, you know, I'm a musician. I was a, I was a music composition major in college. That's yes. I, I can hook you up. Like, if you want, like, some kind of, like, skitsy routine with some, you know, some, right. some dancers in the back. Could there be a dance for well, everyone? The You know, like a 2020 dance? With you, I'm thinking... That would be cultural. Statues, Greek statues in the back to go along with your philosophical <laughs> mind, right? I'm looking. I'm in. Some robes, some like a toga party kind of thing, and Jay comes out doing Willie, uh, that Louie Louie song. <laughs> well, my goal is to learn how to dance uh, very soon, because, you know, I have a reason to, the wedding coming up. So uh, this yeah. is like... Uh, right, congratulations, brother. That's awesome. Have you guys... I seen love this, by the way, this podcast um it's very exciting I, as soon as you sent me a message about this bobby i was like oh this is a great idea because so many people are very excited for this event myself included of, of course but um last i think people I did, just dying to see each other last time i did a video for christine and i thought this time we should do something a little bit level up a little bit because she's leveling up so jay i mean i've seen you travel because you you're you're really like liberal with your postings on Facebook. So you always let the robbers know when you're gonna be out of town, say, I'm going over here, I'm going over there, come over to the house, take whatever you want. I mean, it's a very open giving guy here. So, I mean, you traveled a lot during this pandemic. You feel totally comfortable and safe. Oh, a billion percent, yes. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm a healthy young individual, I, I, but mm -hmm. I, what I would recommend is people make their the best decision that they feel comfortable with. 
And uh, it, when you mentioned liberal, yes, I, I, I consider myself classically liberal, open up to other people's points of view and embracing the conflict that comes with differing opinion and uh, looking in the mirror constantly at my own emotions to see, am I over projecting my own emotion in a conversation with someone? Am I, am I listening to what they're not saying? Am I uh, empathizing and, and acting out compassion rather than saying I'm compassionate or thinking I'm compassionate? So to answer your question, I've been, yeah, we've, we've taken as much precautions as, uh, like anyone could uh, yeah. to, you know, no, interact no, no. in a, in a, in, in a time where, you know, you have an invisible, you know, an invisible this is their song. I'm bringing us back. You, this is what I was doing. If I was looking away eyesight wise, I, I literally said the other day that what we should do is record. Let me see if I. Oh, because what this video does. Is... I got this yeah. I love that song. Can we do it right now, Jay? I don't know if I can really dance well, but I'm going to bring it. You got it. All right, let's go. Here we go. You dance. Oh, Bobby. This is like, I'm not much of a dancer. You got it. In my past life, I maybe this is inappropriate, but you know, you ever see Channing Tatum? He was in that movie. The, yes. uh, the dancers. Yes, I, yes. I, I was, I was like, no, oh, no, I've never seen that movie. I haven't you know, watched I just, it on repeat. I promise we, you, I have not. It, it doesn't really work to dance as a, as a male if you talk too much. They don't really want to hear that. So I got, you know, ousted pretty quick from that. But I think it's a, it's a good skill set for the master of ceremony because my goal <laughs> is going to be to introduce all these amazing people, Christine yeah. and Joe and Barry and Brad and Laura and so on. Wait, did I miss anybody? No, I don't want to miss anybody. No, that's everybody. Yeah, I mean, the keynotes, yes. And you're going to be up on stage throughout the day. Like, let me just say this. I'm going to gush for just a minute. And he never wants me to gush. But I'm just going to say, there's a reason and a method to my madness. First of all, Jay is a master interviewer. So how that translates to emceeing, I think it will do well. Because he's actually, through his podcast, through everything he's done, been doing that, like interviewing, drawing the best out of people, um, and I just think he's, it's a perfect fit. Um, I think that culture is at the center of 2020 vision. Uh, we are an organization that has been built from the ground up with Jay's support and help me personally and the institution. Um, you know, Jay and I on many realms, you know, aside from business, are friends, I would say BFFs. And, you know, as a result of that, you know, we, this is a moment for Jay as well to enjoy um, because culture does matter. And he has proven that to a lot of people, a lot of organizations in the banking uh, field have benefited from Jay's uh, advice and example. And so what better than for us to have the CEO of Culture Matters emceeing our yeah. national event? That's how okay. I felt. Is, is there something that you're going to try to focus on when you're when you're when you're doing this? I've never been an MC before in my life. I, mean, mm. I was just a bass guitarist. I was on the back, in the shadows somewhere, lurking in the backstage. And I mean, they they never put a light on us, right? So how's that going to feel in the center light for you? I mean, is that something new for you? Or a you lot of people. Have you heard the saying, "When I'm on stage." I imagine, or I'm, I've been told to imagine, that the audience is naked. I have heard that, yes. <laughs> I imagine that I'm naked. 
This man. I'm ready to go right now. <laughs> See, I started interviewing because I. It's very easy for me to hear myself talk. So this I decided <laughs> it's time to shut up and learn about other people because I'm so in love. Jay, that's your opening right there to the conference. Is... I'm open to that. That's I'll break that down. Here comes Joe kind of the the hey, no. oh, Can we just get everyone on? I'm into it. What, does this mean I have to leave? No, no. you can still, you can hang out. I want to stay all day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Joe, you so just, wait, just to answer Fabi's question, yeah. just because yeah. I actually meant the other thing. That's a philosophical thing. So yes, I do really think that. Uh, I didn't always start that way. I've always been, uh, I was an introverted human until I started reading and seeking mentorship. Individuals like Christine, individuals like everyone on stage, frankly, Barry and Joe and Laura and Brad, everyone is amazing and meeting extraordinary people that have done extraordinary things quieting my mind, learning who they are and demonstrating that. What I'm going to bring as an MC is to put the preparation necessary so the audience knows who these people are beyond just the credentials, who they are in their core. Mm. And Christine knows how to build cultures. This is going to be a community of people, everyone in the audience and the stage that want to be better in a time of crisis, in a world of crisis. We're going to make things happen. And Christine makes things happen. Anyone that follows her. So, um, I'm excited for this. This this feels like my Oscars because I get to be a part of a ride uh, that's not slow and it's only growing and going faster and faster. And it's very exciting. So that would be my um, practical answer to the how I'm going to take it. Mr. Joe, you just Mr. missed follow a question. Follow up question. Does Jenna yeah. know you're going to be naked on stage? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I have. We'll have to have that conflict later. <laughs> Jay just said that usually if you're nervous on stage, you picture the audience um, naked. But he said what he's going to do is he's going to get up there and tell the audience, I'm not picturing you naked. I may be nervous. I'm picturing myself naked. <laughs> <laughs> just switch so, it up. So right. For our listening audience, uh, Joe Panabianco, the CEO of Annie Mac, has just joined us. And Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. We walked in with Jay telling us he's going to be naked on stage. So it was a little... Uh, uh, a lighthearted moment there, Joe. So yeah, if, I, if, I, if I'd have known it was going to be that kind of podcast, I would have dressed differently myself. <laughs> well, you know, culture matters. And so right here, I mean, this is how we, we do it around here. <laughs> Jay came on when Barry was leaving. So we had that intersection. He popped in and out to talk about what he's gonna, he's, he gave an economic update, well, which is great. So anybody listening to the promo is going to get that. He said that he is going to definitely be bringing great advice for this year to the attendees. Um, for As always. Which is As great. Always. I mean, yeah. he, does, he, does, he really does a great job. He does. He yeah. does. So, Joe, I've never really talked to you one-on-one -on -one before. This I, know. I know. We met last year in Tampa in passing the hallway. Yeah. I remember you speaking. I remember there were some really good points that you made in your speech. I want to ask you something right off the rip. I found out just recently when you were getting on the show that you ran the 2016 New York City Marathon. That's right. That's impressive, brother. I mean, that's like, that's like, you know, what is, I, I know it's a little like 26.2 miles, something like that, right? It is, yeah. And if you, uh, and if you, if you map it on your watch or you have some sort of running app, you realize you, you run a lot further than that because the way they mark out the 26.2, uh -huh. It's like point to point to point. And most people don't run point to point. You're in crowds, you're going in and out. So I think I think if you if you complete the marathon, you do you do over 27 by far easily. 
Yeah. Now, did you go through that psychological between the 10 to 14 mile where you kind of got to burst through something, some kind of psychological wall that I he keep hearing about? Yeah, I'm mine was, my life. Mine was at uh, like, I think it was like 22. I guess I was reading the, I guess I was reading the mile markers wrong. And I thought I had about a mile left. And I realized I had about four miles left. And, yeah. then, and I, I remember I, I, you psychologically kind of like, you hit that wall, so to speak. But once you push through it, you, you go. It's a lot like, like creating a business, right? I mean, you think you're doing something sometimes and some things go wrong, but you got to keep doing, moving forward. Yeah. We talk about it all the time. You know, it's, 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 it's like the, the, the tale of that famous tree, right? It, it, it grows roots underground for about four or five years and nothing, but then all of a sudden in a matter of a single year, it, it, it sprouts to 20, 30 feet tall. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's the same thing with a business with, whatever physical activities you push yourselves through it's you just have to know that the, the reward is out there if you're willing to grind now the other part about that story that was so awesome joe was that you ran that marathon for two employee sisters who was suffering with the with i think it was cancer if i remember right I didn't that's correct christine said don't take notes today just hang out and <laughs> i'm not really good at being cool i always have notes <laughs> so, <laughs> so excuse me but i'm just going by memory what i read right so it was it was, a, it was a, two employees who had a sister with cancer yeah, it's actually, and, and and one of them, unfortunately, uh, was the, one was the the wife of an employee who uh, unfortunately did did not make it uh, long after that. But um, yeah, no, it's 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 it, 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 it's all good. But um, yeah, I have a funny story. Can I insert? Yeah, so please. Joe's talking about the marathon right now. So Joe and I were traveling on business one time in Colorado, and this was at kind of the height of me or at least me thinking I at the height of me, my athleticism, he says, I'm running. And I'm like, I've been running. He's like, let's meet tomorrow morning and let's go for a run. And so I say, great, I'll meet you in the lobby. And so we ran and he said, let's run to the gym. So we ran to the gym. Now this probably doesn't even, he doesn't even remember this or know where I'm going with this story, but we ran, I don't know how far we ran, but we ran in the wrong direction a very long way. And we realized at that destination, that we needed to go back the other way from the start of the hotel. That I would equate, and that was probably, I bet it was probably like a mile and a half total run, but I wanna, I don't know, it might've been three or four miles, but I wanna equate Joe's 22 mile mess up to that for me, because running with your boss as a CEO, as a girl, as anybody, and Colorado obviously has the high elevation and you know, it's it's social, but it's, you know, you're at business and then you realize you run in the wrong direction. I remember just smiling and going, yeah, okay. So we got to run back to the beginning of the destination and run past it in equal amounts to the other way. Then when we get to the gym, he's like, now we're ready to work out. And I'm like, now we are, we're ready. <laughs> <laughs> we're ready to work out. So anyway, that's a hell of a story. That's a good story. So, I just noticed Jason Frazier's now joined us also. Oh, there he is, yeah. From Disney. So we were like, full house, man. This is crazy. Jason Frazier for live from Disney World. That's right. <laughs> Only way to do it, my man. I mean, I had, wow. to, I, had to, I had to steal him away from his daughters and his kids and God knows who else. So Jason <laughs> is the chief strategy officer at EPM. And plus, he, he solves problems and helps people. Right, Jason? That's what it says. That's what I do, my friend. That's what I do. <laughs> so I know you've helped me a lot, man. Thank you so much for all that. But back to Joe Absolutely. real quick. I wanted, I wanted to go back, Joe, and talk about a little bit of that, but the success part of, of the marathon, because it was really intriguing to me to see that. And then obviously I'm a golfer, right? And everything I do always connects to golf. So uh -huh. 
obviously seeing the marathon and I know that you don't just wake up one morning and run a marathon. You train for the run the marathon. Correct. I couldn't help but wonder like how that has to connect with just success and business life. I mean, could you share some stuff about that with us? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So, you know, I am not by nature uh, a lover of running, right? But, 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 and I, I Christine's heard me say this before is that uh, I am probably the least disciplined, least motivated guy you've ever had on your podcast here. So, so what does that mean for me? That means that I have to live a very structured, I have to live a very structured goal oriented life. So there's nothing that I don't do that doesn't have a specific goal behind it. So I get myself moving by, I've, I've done marathons, I've done triathlons, um, I've done, you know, these men's physique things. Uh, I, I need something to keep going. It's the same way in it's the same way in my business, the same way with my kids. Um, you know, I, I find that there's a lot more meaning in life when you have goals wrapped around everything. And they don't have to be these massive goals. You know, a, a lot of times a goal for me mm -hmm. is just to be present in the moment, right? That, that, that's a hard goal for I bet everyone, everyone on this, uh, the talking to us here, because we're also, we're, we're also wrapped up in, in what we're doing that it's, you know, it's very easy to not enjoy the people on this, this talk right now. It's very easy to have your mind elsewhere. So uh, as I said before, that that's what motivates me. So it's not so much about running as it is pushing yourself to do something that, you know, th these, these large goals, when you break them down into these micro goals become not so difficult to do. You know, it's more, a matter of commitment. My father is 86 years old. And he literally said to me a few months ago, he goes, I'm still learning. He goes, I'm yeah. he goes, every morning I wake up and I want to learn something. I want to write something. I want to, I don't ever want to stop learning. Oh, That's yeah. a, wow. And I'll tell you, because of that, because of that attitude, and I, I don't know his health situation, but I will tell you that uh, if, if all, all, the, all the centurions, all, all the folks who have lived past 100 all share one thing, and that is a continued thirst for not, they're, they're still mentally engaged in life. Yeah. They're not sitting on a couch watching reruns of Jeopardy. Yeah. Yeah, they're out there doing stuff. Uh, so I'm so happy to hear that. He's learned the Google and the Facebook now. He loves Google, Ben. He loves Google. He goes back to his home state of Sitapur in India and Googles all this stuff about what's going on there, picks up pictures and shows me what they've done to his village. It's crazy. You, you, you know you have a tech-savvy older father or grandfather when you talk to them on FaceTime and they're not like this on the phone. Yeah. They're looking up their nostrils or looking at the ceiling. Yeah. That's when you know you I do know the inside of my dad's ear pretty well by now with the FaceTime yeah, yeah, going yeah. up to his ear. That's a good point, Joe. Yeah. So we're going to switch over to Jason real quick. Jason, I know you only have a few minutes with us. I'm not going to steal you for too long. You're going to be M not the MC, but you're going to be moderator of the marketing panel, right? Yep. So since I'm one of the guys on the panels, is there anything that I could do to prepare ahead of time? Any questions you could let me know, kind of like, you know, Donna. No, because I, I, I only come up with stuff like the day before. So like, that's kind of how we're going to, we're going to roll on that. No, I mean, we'll figure it out. Uh, I mean, I, there's, honestly, the best panels are the ones you don't prepare for from a speaker's, not a moderator, obviously I didn't prepare, yeah, but I mean, from, from a, a speaker standpoint, like I'd rather just, I'd rather have people, you know, think about the questions at hand and not come up. Cause honestly that gets in the way of, you know, like, you know, just true value, right? Like I want to hit you with some questions and things that I know that you guys will be able to answer. Um, 
but not too much overthinking on it, right? Because we don't want to, you know, we don't, look, I, I did the same thing just at the CMLA just recently with the top producer panels, five people I had no idea, never heard of in my life, never talked to before. And I just said the day before, because CMLA didn't really do anything to prep ahead of time. And I just said, hey, look, I like to keep these things dynamic. I hear, and I just came up with just like five basic talking. We didn't even get through all of them because they they opened up when, and you find out if you keep things less structured mm-hmm. and a little bit more organic, you know, people will open up and, and talk. And it was a great panel. I got a ton of great feedback. A lot of people emailed me just saying, hey, it was great. It wasn't the normal canned crap. Like, hey, you did a lot of production last year. Fantastic. How did you do it? Like, I don't know. I took that, you know, like that crap. Right. <laughs> so like, I, you know, same with Mark and especially in our industry. Right. And look, it's a vision summit. So Christine is anything but canned. So I got to stay true to that. Right. Oh, I should kick my butt. And, she, you know, she already doesn't let me talk on the podcast. So I, I might not even be able to do the intro. Shot if, fired. Uh, you know, <laughs> I might not even be able to do an intro if I don't if I don't keep it right. But but to be to, but but in all hey, seriousness, give us a secret. Though. I got to tell you because everyone on here knows yep. that it's not a secret. Jay Duran said that the key is to imagine the audience naked. But but Jay, I'm so sorry. This this is worth repeating for the rest of my life. <laughs> right. I love it. I love he it. Said, he said he's going to visualize himself naked in front of the audience. <laughs> he's going <laughs> whatever you do. I, there's like a there's like a movie where like someone gets that advice and they screw up in their head and they're and they're imagining themselves naked in front of the audience and so they totally lose their train of thought. But now I'm going to be thinking about that. In fact, I think I, I have I a think Photoshop I think like, idea in my head now. Doing that dance, I like Napoleon Dynamite by himself. Do that little dance for, for Pedro to win the contest. I have a couple weeks at least to prepare the dance. Correct? Yes. yes. I've got to do something differently. <laughs> so, Jason, for marketing purposes, I mean, just a little for people who may not be able to get to the summit, may not get the hybrid thing. Mm-hmm. Something in 2021, 2022 that they should be doing in the mortgage business to be marketing themselves better if they've never been done it before yeah i, I mean here, here's the thing right like and it, it, it like if they've never done it before like it, everyone's got to start with something right the, the first thing they need to do is act right and i mean that in two different ways so act is kind of a thing that i developed i, I don't say i developed like it's a framework that i live by that i that i created at the end of 2020 uh when i was doing my originator 2021 program and what it is is this attention content and traffic right and it also means act. And that's the thing is we all plan to death. Loan officers like, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to wait till things slow down. I'm going to wait. You know, and the problem is when they wait till things slow down, that's when they get worried about when the next deal's coming through and, and stuff. And so that that gonna is going to, going to, going to, going to forever. Right. And so it's all about acting. Right. Every you, you should, if you've been in this business any amount of time, unless you've never listened to a podcast, never read a book, never went to a conference, never went to anything you should pretty much understand what needs to be done from a marketing perspective. But if you do not, this is where the vision summit comes in because you're going to have some great marketers, some great people there that are going to talk about this, but you got to act, right? You got to get attention. That's number one. We're in the world of attention right right now, right? With social media, all the noise that's happening, you got to get attention. And then guess what? Once you have it, guess what? You got to have content, right? Well, you got to have content to get to attention, but you got to have content to keep their attention. It's one thing to set yourself on fire. It's another thing to get keep people interested yeah. past that initial salvo, right? Absolutely. And then once you have that, you got to own your traffic. Otherwise, what you're doing is that you're depending on Google, you're depending on Facebook, you're depending on you know sources. God forbid you got to you know you got to pay one of the big media magazines or something like that just to get 
noticed if you're doing something great. And so these are the things that I'm trying to change with what I'm doing, but it's about attention, content, and traffic. So when you own your traffic, whether it be a podcast, whether it be a newsletter, whether it be your website, whatever you have, because you, you're bringing people back and back, then you don't have to worry about anything else because you have the traffic and you don't need to pay for it. And then you could use that budget somewhere else. So from a loan officer's perspective, one, you got to figure out how to get attention. You got to get content and traffic. And lucky for you, you're going you're gonna to hear all of those things. You're going to hear how to get attention. You're going to hear how to create the content and you're going to have, and you're going to hear how to create the, or how to keep the traffic. That's awesome. Listen, go back to your daughter and your wife. Thank you so much for taking the time to come out here this morning or this afternoon with us, Jason. Seriously. go. Absolutely. Go. I'm, I'm very Thanks for having me, Fabi. I'm very excited to see everybody at the Vision Summit. Take care and enjoy. All right, brother. Bye, Jason. All right. Bye. So He's back. also going to uh, man a booth the night before at the Women with Vision Awards event. Mm -hmm. So as the women are winning their awards, they're going to go off stage out of the ballroom and he's going to interview them live on Facebook. Oh, wow. And, and so that will just be a continuous, we're going to be live on Facebook okay. for about two hours from the Mortgage X brand new booth we built, wow. by the way. Um, and so that'll be happening out in the, in the lobby. Go back to Joe, Christine, hang on. Yeah, not yeah. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, was she always like this when she worked for you? Always. always. He, he would was, never be so rude. I, he, I was, like, like, this is like having an ex-wife and an ex-husband on the show together. So this is going to be awkward for me. You understand? I mean, I mean this is weird, man. We're not exes. We're still together, aren't we, Joe? We haven't broken up. No, I don't think we broke up. So. We want to talk about Christine a little bit because you obviously knew her when she was at Annie Mac. Where what was she really like? I mean, does this is this fire that we're seeing in Christine? Like, was this always there like this, man, or is this always a, there? Really, I remember the first time I ever met Christine was in uh, I don't know if it was in Waltham, Massachusetts, but an office we were looking at acquiring the company that she was at, and I remember walking out of that meeting and, and thinking like, you know, this is the most energized. Um, you know, professional, like I remember thinking like, I, I wanna work with this woman, mm. right? If, if nothing else, I would say out of that, that entire acquisition, um, and now that I got the benefit of working with Christine professionally, but you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed and grateful to be able to call her a friend. So it's, it's, it's been great, it's been great. And she has always had the same fire, same drive, um, you know, very committed, uh, but is able to balance that with, sort of uh, an emotional intelligence that a lot of leaders don't always have. It's, it's been a great ride, Christine. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for that. That's very nice. Thank you very much. But I got I to gotta add the other question there. Has there ever been time that she annoyed you to death? <laughs> I mean, you're the boss, so obviously- <laughs> Wow, this is a real interview. <laughs> yeah, it's a real interview. So now, you know, I will tell you that um, I, I grew up in a house with five women. Oh, wow. oh wow. My sisters, my aunt, um, and my two grandmothers, right, on either side, um, and a great aunt. So, so I have, there's very little that, so men annoy me, men can annoy me more than women. I think I've learned to sort of, and it was a blessing growing up, believe me, when, you, when you're the youngest of a bunch of women, and by the time I was in high school, there wasn't anything that I didn't know or see, or and it, made, it made me very comfortable. So, so, so what, what I take 
what I take out of Christine has her moments where she's in a different state of mind or she's focused on something. Um, knowing Christine and knowing that I, I feel like I, I know where she's at and, it re- and it's really helped help me at times help her. Um, and, and in return, she's helped me a, a, you know, a million times as well. So, so no, no, no. I, I wish I had some more dish on that, but no. no. I would love to know like the little, where the skeletons are buried with this lady, man. I can't oh. find any. <laughs> Listen, dig, keep digging. They're back there. I'm sure they're there. Oh, you keep displaying them every time you write a post. You're like, here, here's another. Don't have to look for true. anything more anymore, Fob. Well, if you if you ask me about skeletons, it's, no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> That's totally different. Totally different story. I should have rephrased the question, Jay. How about you? Any anything you want to mention? Well, I'd that? like to say that. Um, well, first, Joe, are you? What are you teaching on this year? Do you know yet? During like when you speak. You know, you know, I, I, I don't know exactly, but what I do know is that um, I often feel like I'm out of my element in these speeches. Uh, one, because I'm not a particularly good public speaker, which is fine. Um, and two, you have all these industry experts, you know, you, you, yourself and Jason, Fox, like you guys have actual knowledge that is pertinent to the audience. So, so I take a step back and, and what I generally try to do is speak on topics that I think will help these people make the best use of the information they're going to get. And it's usually either lifestyle choices or, you know, ways, you know, I've done speeches on meditation and best, best practices and masterpiece days. So I'm kind of wrapping my mind around that, um, which is why I think this call is important for me to get a sense of where everybody's at, um, you know, and, and give them, give them tools that they can use to set their foundations better. So that they can then that that they can then maximize the tools they get from from all the speakers. So our, I, I ask because I like everyone listening. I, I would like to clarify this. I I've been involved in personal development my whole adult and even pre you know early pubescent life. Uh, I had to. You're through puberty. When I, <laughs> Dude, number one, this podcast fits we everything. Broke, yeah. Laugh, lend. I'm just waiting to be. I just wait to eat. Like I need to eat. What's I, happening? I Where's the food? Out. I got so, word out. It's over. I'm hilarious. Yeah, no, it's great. I would like to eat and stay all day. But when I sat in the second row, I like okay. I'm in, I cry a lot generally. Uh, like I'm in a you know I'm open to cry. Yeah. But Joe did. He was so honest. Like Joe, you, you're. I walked up to you and told you this. It was the truth. You did such an amazing job when you uh, shared. You taught. Yeah, I was do- because I can feel how honest you are. That, but th- so what I would say is this, and this is who Christine is, and this is why 2020 is so amazing for so many people, whether they're a part of lending or not. I know people that are coming that have nothing to do with lending because they want life, and uh, like life, right, community. When, when you, when you, what makes you such a great speaker, Joe, is you were so honest and there for Christine and the community. And it was obvious. I was bawling like a, like a, you know, like I said, I cried fairly easily, but it was a great talk and it was real. And that, what my opinion is, is that's the future of speaking, not contrived. I feel like I say this. So can I, I want to say that. So everyone's listening, like this is going to be something they've never experienced. Okay, Christine, you have your hand raised. You're next. Okay. Um, so, I'm getting trained now, man. Um, yeah, no, I feel like Joe, so 
Jay is emceeing. This is for the listeners. I have Laura doing the keynote for the Women with Vision. I mean, who better? She's a chairman of the board. Amazing. So that's going to be amazing the night before. She's going to kill it. I know she is. Um, I'm going to say a few words at the beginning of this, and then it's going to be Joe, and it's going to be Barry and Brad. And this is the trifecta. To me, it's the one, two, and then absolutely much. Because I know Joe, first of all, Joe is respected within the industry because he's been in the industry and he's grown a successful mortgage lending, correspondent lending uh, firm and, you know, brought it all the way up. I don't know where their ranking is, but I know it's high uh, within the industry. And so, and he's done that under a really great culture. So, you know, people will listen to what he has to say. So this is not one of those conventions where just anybody's going to be on stage. Really successful people will be up there. Joe will be one of them. He is authentic when he speaks. So I think that's really powerful. I think number two uh, is, you know, the economics part, you know, we're still in a volatile market. And I think Barry brings a lot of meat and current affairs. And so you got to have that if you're having a mortgage uh, convention. And then Brad, to me, is the outlier. And what I think makes 2020 vision uh, different than a lot of other consulting firms is our modern marketing flair. Like we do do mortgage uh, consulting, obviously, and all the tactical matter, but we are taking mortgage professionals to a height they've never been at in their careers marketing wise. They are writing best-selling books. They are writing in our magazines. They are launching podcasts. They are doing things and evolving in marketing in such a way. I mean, the millennial buyer is the number one buyer still. They were in 2020. Um, they were in 2019 for the very first time. And when you dissect the millennial buyer, you find a technologically advanced person that does their buying from their iPhone. And because of that, we as a mortgage industry need to evolve. And that's why the theme for Vision 2020's conference this year is modern marketing. marketing. So I think when you combine all that, the dropping bombs, Bradley on stage, um, I think that's really going to set the stage for that day for what's to come the rest I of the I want to go back to something that Joe said that I really focused in on is the meditation because I'm heavy on the meditation. So my next guest actually in two weeks is going to be David Gandelman, who has nothing to do with mortgages, nothing to do with real estate. He teaches meditation through his class in Colorado. <clears throat> he's called, and he's got his own website and his own podcast. And I found over the years, Joe, that my meditation was the thing that kept me grounded when the whole world was falling apart. Yep. And one of the things that I've learned from David uh, uh, with is that, like, it's kind of hard to say this. I used to think that I was going to find peace and happiness, you know, through meditation. And it's like, no, no, what I'm going to find is a way to get through all the problems that are going on right now. Anything that's stressing me out, my, my meditation in the morning allows me to keep, be grounded when something is not going the way I wanted to go. Correct. There's no I mean, question about it. I think I, I, the topic is amazing. Yeah, I, I guess the, the, the best uh, analogy that I've, I've, I've heard on that, um, I think Christine has definitely heard this before, is that, uh, you know, if you're an ice hockey fan or not, you can, you know, after a period on the ice, um, you know, think of, the, think, think of the hockey players as your ideas, your thoughts, your emotions, they're, they're running around and they're zipping in and out a million miles an hour, they're tearing up the ice and, and, there's, and meditation, think of as there's Zamboni that comes out for five or 10 minutes and smooths the ice again, right? Awesome. And, mm, wow. That's a great and, metaphor. Yeah, and, and, and when you do that, then you're able to get, you get back at it, right? And then you smooth the ice again, you get back at it. So you're never gonna get rid of, there is no, 
escape. There is no hidden door that you can, you know, forget about your problems. But the secret to it is, is, to, is to conquer them, right? And the best way to conquer them is to make sure that you are foundationally, both mentally and physically, in the right mindset to take anything on. And that's what meditation has done for me. And to your point, staying in the moment, that is the right. key. The more I can stay in the moment, the more I am absolutely 100% of exactly what I want to accomplish. Yep. So with that, that in mind, guys, we're going to let Christine catch a plane to fly home. Hopefully, right? So I think uh, I'm going to give you 10 No, extra I don't want this to end. Oh, my gosh. We got to do this event. What are we waiting for? <laughs> By the way, you guys have done such a good job. This show is a lot of fun. And, Bobby, great job emceeing it. Thank you. No, no, I just, I was, I don't want to leave. I was trying to put something together for Christine this year. And I was just like, what do I do? What do I do? And I was just like, I got this idea. I was just like, okay, let's see if this can actually happen. I have to say something about Fabi now. He won't interrupt me. I promise you now, but Fabi is a master student with 2020. What does that mean? It means Fabi has completed all of his curriculum certifications. He's followed the entire wow. course. He's gone to the end graduated into that. He's now been in master's. He is now getting progressive leadership uh, education from Ray Beefus, executive coach Ray Beefus with other masters. But the masters work on modern marketing beyond their businesses and they get elite executive coaching with, exec with Ray Beefus, who is incredible. And so Fabi has developed his podcast since he's been on. He's actually going to be doing a really fun and I don't want to give it away, so I'm not going to, but there's going to be some really funny videos that are played that will get the whole audience laughing really hard that our student base has worked on behind the scenes that is going to showcase how much fun we have at 2020 um, and the work that we're doing. And we'll get the audience really, really laughing. So that's, he's editing um, that, but he's just taken it to a whole new level. He has just embarked on writing his first book. He is doing that through our consulting at 2020. We launched a best-selling last year. We launched six best-selling authors out of 2020. Wow. Um, and so those types of modern marketing things, which you were like, how do they fit in the mortgage industry? When we're every day in classrooms where we are teaching, we have over 400 new loan officers right now that are learning how to become loan officers right now. They're learning how to fill out a 1003. Like that's kind of schooling is happening uh, underneath the roof. The and new so, one or the old one? What's that? I saw that new 1003. I, I, I couldn't even figure it out. Yeah, Erla, the new one. one. I was lost. Yeah, it's, I know, it's a whole thing in and of itself. But, you know, so, and then uh, Bobby's going to be on the stage, obviously, also speaking uh, at the event. So, Bobby, I just want to publicly thank you. Should I tell everybody where to go for the website, by the way, before Ooh, we close yeah, out? Absolutely. All right. So if you're looking for tickets to the Vision Summit, we have a website dedicated just to it. It's 2020visionsummit.net. No slash between the 20s, 2020visionsummit.net. Uh, if you're an existing student, uh, please email us at info at visionyoursuccess.net for the code if you don't know it already because you get a discount. Um, and if you're interested in sponsoring the event, there is a portal inside that website where you can uh, ask us about that. We have lots of uh, industry uh, banking magazines, as well as companies stepping forward that want their names up in lights at our convention. We will sell out. We are halfway there right now. We are 60, I think we were 54 days away. And mm. so we are wow. going to have a pandemic safe event. It's in the grand ballroom. 
We are socially distanced. I said at the beginning of the call, if you're still here, it's like Fenway. There's going to be a human being and then like cardboard, cardboard, human being. Hey, can we make a um, human being make a J. Durans? What's it? Yeah. <laughs> we should put like a hundred. Yeah. Put like a hundred J. Durans. Pop the big heads. All right. <laughs> let's do it. I'm ready. It's a, it's a hybrid event as well. So if, if you would like to stay at home, but watch it from home, it will be broadcast end to end on a hybrid level. We will bring the virtual audience up on the teleprompters. We have women across the country accepting their awards via teleprompter. Um, it is going to be a state of the art uh, type of event. You want to be there. You don't want to miss it. We're going to sell out. Get your seat. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to make sure that the, the address is all over this video. And so that we'll have the editors make sure that they scroll that through here throughout the show. We'll make sure that that address is there. Joe, I know this was a, a long and, and torturous event for you. Thank you so much for putting up with us, my brother. It's great to actually get to talk to you this time. It was great to talk to you. I tell you, you have a very easy mannerism, trusted mannerism about you. So I, I, I although I'm not going to lie and tell you that I've, I've watched your podcast before, but I, I am going to start because I can imagine you can get, you can get a lot of truth out of people because you come off as you create a very safe environment. So I appreciate you making it at home. I appreciate that. And Jay, it was a pleasure having you on here. Now I'm always going to have this visual of you, my brother. You know, I'm picturing you naked right now as we. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay, it's gonna work. I'm gonna it's gonna you. relax everyone at the very least. No, I'm texting her saying, hey, Jay just got naked on the podcast. And I'm doing my very best to block it out. <laughs> I can't wait to see you guys. I, I, I really have FOMO, but I know that we're all gonna be there. So uh, what I would like to say that, that Jason said about act, uh, attention, content, and tracking. I like to look at people when they say they, they believe in something or they say they follow something. I like to look at their actions to prove whether they actually believe it or not. Mm. How this event is coming together, who's sharing, how they're sharing, what we're talking about. People from other industries coming in and making it even bigger than just mortgages that actually elevates everyone above the cultures that they go back to. That to me is action that proves that this is a modern event that no event even comes close to it. Mm. I'm not saying, you know, those event, the other events aren't good. No, 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 I'm not saying that. But relative to what's happening, there's nothing like it based on action. So I implore everybody to come and figure it out because this is gonna be absolutely amazing. I'm honored to be able to introduce so many brilliant people. Uh, all of you, you're, you're all amazing, I uh, love you. All right. And like, Jay, like I've always said, when Jay's around, I know I'm swimming in the kiddie pool because this guy will analyze something so deep. I had never seen that before. So good stuff there, Jay. Um, this is my podcast, so I get the last word. Okay, Jay, you got to live with that moment. Oh, God. That moment right there. Right there. I'm so excited. Live with, live with this moment. Right there. <laughs> you want to close us out, Jay? You want to say something nice? No, no, no. You're the, you're, by the way, you are the man. This is amazing. Nah, dude. This is nothing. I just want to eat food. That's the only thing. I'm like, I got I to gotta work that out. I got to budget that in next year. I got to like cookies over here. All right, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. As we went way over the 60 minutes, but Christine, you're going to have enough time to get to your plane. Jay, Joe, thank you so much. Jason and Barry, wherever you guys are, thank you all. And uh, make sure to be at the summit in Tampa, Florida. Look for the website below this link right now to register. And don't be square. Be there. Right? How's that? Cool. Yeah. All right, guys. We're out. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Laugh, Lend, and Eat, the podcast. Once again, thank you to our sponsors, First Option Mortgage and One Good One Staffing Services. We have enjoyed all the comments we have been receiving. Please keep them coming. 
To be notified of any updates, please be sure to subscribe to Laugh, Lend and Eat on the listening platform of your choice. Thank you for listening and have a great day.